Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. The lyric says, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Mm. And what he's talking about is that story that plays in our head about who we are, what we're worth, all of the things. And that's nobody else's responsibility to fix but you. Yes. And no one can really, no one can fix it. But Nobody you, can really. fix it, it, but you. No. Well, that's the voice of Katie Easley, who is a leap year baby. And we're going to talk to her about what it's like to be a leap year baby. What kinds of questions do you get all the time? Plus, we've got three more questions lined up in our Ask Chris segment today. And we're going to find out everything from movement's role in healing from trauma to how to deal with the sound of your voice. And Chris is going to talk a little bit about keto and how to to put more protein into your day. Let's get into our I Needed That podcast right now. I'm good. I needed that. I'm down for that. I think that's cool. Well, Chris's podcast, I Needed That, co-hosted by Matthew Blades, is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. Again, we're talking with Rachel from season five of my show. If you're looking for anything in return when it comes to forgiveness, then you're not truly forgiving deep down inside. Now we're doing the research to see, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it the hot flashes causing it? Or is it you know, you're just having hot flashes because you're higher risk for these other things because you have poor blood flow. Here we go, my friend. Yes. Welcome to the I Needed That podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Chris. How you feeling? I'm I'm well, my friend. I'm yeah. Are tail, you sure? tail end of this thing. It's you could probably still hear it just yeah, a yeah. little bit. I forgot my nasal spray this morning. <laughs> and so my apologies. Uh, we were talking about how how you hate listening to the sound of your own voice, yeah. right? And it's just like I am there all day, every day, right now. Really? <laughs> yes. Because you feel like you sound a little bit like that. Oh, yeah. is that how I sound, Matthew? No, 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 no. Actually, you sound great. You sound um, fine. <laughs> I sound like that to me. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm absolutely feeling. How are you feeling? Enough about me. How are you feeling? Yeah, good, man. I am doing my best. I got my battle sword, and my battle shield up, and I, I everybody around me is getting hit with this crap, and I'm like, pew. Bro, yeah. Like, I just do my best to try to stave this off. You're like Neo in the Matrix. I am. <laughs> those like, bullets are flying at you. Literally like Neo in the Matrix. Oh, right now. man. Well, well you, you know what? Job. I did. I, I was. I had this. I got the other podcast that I run called uh, uh, Learn from People Who Lived It. And yep. I had somebody on, and they talked about how even things like getting sick can be a mindset for so many people. Mm. And uh, and at first, I was like, yeah, come on. Right. right. Like, get my head like I'm, I don't get sick and then you don't get sick but then he brought up the example of doctors nurses caregivers teachers all of these people who seemingly are around sickness all the time and they don't just get pummeled every single day every single yeah. week because they have a mindset that they don't get sick huh never thought about that yeah well, I'm just I'm trying it on for size to see <laughs> see how it works so far so good well you know what's funny though about Three months ago, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. I, I was, yeah, that's, a, that's exactly where I'm going with this. You totally just changed yourself because three months ago, I was literally bragging to everyone. I was like, I haven't, even, I haven't been sick in a year. And then, sure enough, I mean, this is probably two months ago. Then, oh, within a week, I've got COVID. And then, and then now, four weeks later, I get knocked out for like 14 days with. You know, a virus, uh, upper respiratory infection, blah, blah, blah. And I was literally telling everyone, I was like, I think I'm just so healthy these days. <laughs> it's my morning routine, and I'm cold plunging and running, and I'm taking all my vitamins. I'm super and I'm, healthy, Yes, Chris. and I'm, I'm viewing the morning sunlight, and like, I can't get sick now. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, within a week. I'm laid out. <laughs> and so. What kind of sick uh, guy are you? Because I'm like a crumble to my death sickness. Like, uh, I'm, I'm such a pain in the ass. Uh, well, here's the thing. I think if I had a significant other right now, I would play that card. Uh, but I got no one to take care of me. So, like, if I'm sick, I'm like, there's only one person. There's only one Chris. Who's going to wash these dishes? There's only one person that's going to clean this floor. There's only one person that's going to get it. Like, good who's going to do the laundry? And I literally just. I mean, especially when I'm struggling with the fever and all that other stuff, I just wrap myself up and I just take a bunch of ibuprofen and I grind. Wow, <laughs> and so it's not fun. 
I, I definitely miss that part about re- being in a relationship. Is like someone actually taking care of you. Care, taking care of you. It'd be nice. You want me to move in for a few days, bro? <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing for the next week? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Just want to do a bunch of laundry? Yeah, why not? I'll fold some clothes. <laughs> right. We can knock out a few podcasts while we're hanging out yeah, here together. let's go. <laughs> um, on today's cast, actually, we've got a cool Q&A. We've got three questions from three listeners. They all want to know things that are completely unique to their own situation. So we're going to cover those questions in a couple of moments. We're also going to read some of your feedback today and uh, we're going to sit down with this woman named Katie who's been a long long time friend of mine her and uh, my wife they go to Cabo together and they get into all sorts of shit and uh, she's just a fantastic person but what's unique about Katie is she's a leap year baby oh this would be a fun conversation and so the week of this uh, the week this podcast gets released it'll be leap year it'll we we have 29 in February this year yes And uh, I was with her at the Waste Management Phoenix Open about a week ago. And we were kind of knocking through her coming on the show. And I was like, what kinds of questions do people ask you? Like, what do do they want to know? And so she's here with like an arsenal of the kinds of questions that people ask her all the time. Awesome. And we're going to get those questions answered. Before this we gonna bring, be fun. actually, I'll bring Katie on. We'll say hi to her. And then I'm going to talk about one more thing before we actually get into all the leap year stuff. So, Katie, welcome to the I Need of That podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here with you. I know. Happy birthday. Yes. Week. Happy 12th birthday. Yay. <laughs> yeah, we've all done the math to figure out where she would be in like normal years, which I'm guessing is That's one right. of the most uh, uh, common questions that you get, yes. which is, well, how old are you at? Right. Yeah. Um, before we get into all that, uh, y'all you, you know that about a week and a half ago, the new Bob Marley movie came out. It's in theaters now. We went to go see it yesterday, and it is absolutely fantastic. Really? Fantastic. Were you a okay. Bob Marley fan in college? Well, of course, of course I was for for those incredible four years. Yes, okay. I listened well, I to lots. I think a lot of people did. They smoke weed and they yes, listen to Bob Marley. Yes, there's lots of Bob Marley happening in the dorm room. Right. That's for sure. Katie, yes. you, were you a Bob Marley fan? I was not a Bob Marley fan in college. Yeah. Are oh. you now or at all? Or do, is it just kind of something uh, to take or leave? I became a Bob Marley fan a little bit in the last, I would say, eight years. Okay. What was your favorite Bob Marley song? Oh, Redemption Song or No Woman, No Cry? No Woman, No Cry, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. So you That's can, classic. It's oh, a classic. So do you good. have a favorite Bob song, Katie? I, I didn't until you said that. I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, that's that so such we, a good one. We went to go see the movie last night, and then afterwards we went out to eat with the, our our uh, my in-laws, and uh, my father-in-law was really struck by the Redemption song. Mm. And he, he, he came to me and he was like, you know, there's just something about that song that fits so beautifully into what you're trying to do with your life now, Matthew. And so I'm going to play this super popular song. Everybody knows the lyric, and then we're going to just hash this out for a sec, okay? okay? Listen to this line in the Redemption song. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. The lyric says, Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Mm. And he, and, he, and he, so he says, I love this lyric because I think it's some, some of the stuff that you're talking about right now, which is we all are enslaved to our minds. And it's our minds that don't allow us to move forward in life. You see this all the time with transformation. Katie, I'm sure you see it all the time in business. And what he's talking about is that story that plays in our head about who we are, what we're worth, all of the things. And that's nobody else's responsibility to fix but you. And no one can really, no one can fix it but you. Nobody can fix it it. but you. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my God, that's such a powerful lyric. Emancipate mm-hmm. yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. So here's that reminder today that if the world sucks and everybody in it sucks, it might be time to start with yourself. Yeah. Go see the Bob Marley movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, get, get some inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Right. So Cash actually went with his buddies. Oh, good. And, but I didn't. I didn't even know that there was a Bob Marley movie out. This, I, this is how out of touch I've been. So I was talking with Ruby. I was like, hey, where's your brother? She's like, oh, he went to the Bob Marley movie with his, with his buddies. And, uh, you know, all of Cash's friends, they're all LDS. They're all in the Mormon church and everything. And I'm thinking, Bob Marley movie? 
wait a second, hold on. Like, what are they being exposed to? (laughs) And I was like, wait a second. And I was like, are their parents okay with this? Because I have no, what was the movie of chill movie? Was it okay for them to see? It was about peace. It was about uh, how back in the day in Jamaica, there was like tons of fighting and Bob had this idea to create a concert that would bring all Ah. of the people together so that they would lay their arms down and, and make peace. Okay. Cause he came back and he said, it was awesome. And my, my friends loved it. And I was like, Okay, is a great. Is it's a yeah. great central message about peace, and uh, my boys watched it too, and they were kind of like, Meh. you know, they could have taken. They both wanted more music in there, ah. and I was like, guys, at the end of the day, here's what the movie's about: you either making, you're either running towards peace, or you're running towards war, and yeah. that's it. And there's not really any, there's no middle ground there. Like you're either trying to be a peaceful person in your life, or you're stirring shit up, as yeah. Bob used to say, stir it up, right? And, and that's <laughs> yes. how it works. Wow. All right. Well, I got to see this movie. Maybe you should see the movie. I think I probably should. All right. Let's get to Katie. Yes. Our leap year baby. I want to know all of the common questions that you get asked, and I'm sure the most common is, well, how old are you now? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do yeah. that voice for all of the questions. I, I love that. I love the voice. That's actually going to make this even more exciting. Yes. Um, how old are you? Or um, I just get people that kind of blank stare. What does that mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love using it in a room of mixed age people because not everyone even realizes a leap year exists. So I can use it in two truths and a lie. And people, yes. people be like, oh my gosh. And other people just stare at you and go, but there's, there's not enough days. Right, right. <laughs> okay. So how old do you tell people that you really are? So I tell them, uh, well, if anyone is around me that is a friend of mine, they jump in and they love to tell the story. Because oh, it's, yeah. Your so friends come to your rescue. Like, well, she's only 12. Right. Or she's about to be 12. <laughs> she gets a birthday this year. And I can't like really even jump in. Um, if someone actually asks, I will say my actual age, but then I will throw in the leap year fun fact. Um, because most people haven't met a leap year baby. Oh, yes. Right, do you know any other leap year? Do you know any other leap year baby? I do. I actually do. My daughter's best friend's brother is a leap baby. Oh, very cool. And it's such a strange thing. I wonder yeah. why, I wonder the amount of people that honestly don't know that there are 29 days in February sometimes. You would be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> And disappointed in humanity. <laughs> it, it kind of at the same time. It just yeah. shows you how people just kind of push through and they're like, uh, I remember growing up, you had the January, February, March, April was how you knew which days had 31 in them. Like if you're knuckle, like I don't even remember when it went, but like, I guess those people were just like, yeah, it just, it's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so uh, uh, what are the other common questions that you get? I'm going to imagine you get something like, well, how's the hottest all your 21st birthday party. Yeah. Like when, so, well, how does that um, play? Because you're not even 21 yet. Because you're not technically 21. Right. And most of the time, none of my, uh, like, my government-issued IDs, which are supposed to be, like, the end-all, be-all, they will have a different – my birth date is listed as the actual day I was born, February 29th. Uh, it says 02-29. Um, and But they always expire in, like, odd years – or like your 21st birthday. So if you're under 21 at the time, they now rotate the IDs. But back Mm. then the the ID was horizontal and it would say under 21 until, and then the date of birth always matched that number. Well, mine didn't. (laughs) Did that cause problems? uh, Yeah, it did. And because we went to college in the same town, um, I was so happy to roll into Maloney's on University (laughs) and Rural and have my ID out and be like, yeah, buddy. And they Uh, denied me. Maloney's on University and Rural. Oh, man. Yep. I, I was there at least once a week. At least at once least. a week. Yes. Drinking Thurs- drinking rail liquor. Thursday nights. Oh, yep. yeah. I spent more time as a designated driver, actually, following my drunk buddies around. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear. Sure I swear. Did. I really did. I, I spent. <laughs> I a- think that's a personality type. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really do. Uh, because those of us that have that type A control would rather not participate in the beverages and know we're getting home and everyone's safe than to participate in the beverages and be stressed out all night yes yes are you a dd too yeah yeah i yeah you gotta have a few of those i I didn't know that about you in all fairness i spent i spent time on 
both sides of the coin there. Of course. But yeah. but nevertheless, it was it was usually those DD nights. They're not necessarily fun, but at the same time, all your buddies get home safe. And yeah. Right. They, they love you for it. All right, let's so. move on. Let's, back, right. let's okay. get back to this leap yes. year stuff. What are <laughs> other questions that leap year babies get asked a lot? Uh, when do I celebrate? Okay, so mm-hmm. what's the answer Probably to that question? Because one. we had a woman on our Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago. She said her husband is a leap year baby, and people always ask him, do you celebrate February 28th or do you celebrate March, March 1st? Yep. Their answer was they celebrate February 28th because they're not born in March. They're born in February. Is it the same for you? That's 100% exactly what I say. So that's funny that a leap year that I don't even know responds the same way. I'm a February baby. I was born in February. So February 28th is what I will tell people that uh, is the day that I would be recognized. Crazy enough, in the world of social media, Facebook, the algorithm or whatever, doesn't recognize the dates And so it will tell, we don't know why it tells certain people on my friends list that my birthday is on the 28th. And then it'll tell people on March 1st that they've missed my birthday, but it didn't tell them it was my birthday on the 28th. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So it's always this like weird confusion. And then some people, it doesn't even alert at all. And then people just see other people putting on my, like like my timeline, happy birthday. So there were a couple of years where I turned off the ability for people to post on my timeline because it drove me crazy that everyone's like, well, did I miss your birthday? What happened to your birthday? And I'm just like, never mind. That's awesome. What questions do you have for the leap year baby? Because I've got a couple that I'm I'm prepared for here. Do you always get a, a like a smart out com- like comment where someone's like, "Well, you don't look a day over 10. You uh, know, all the time, <laughs> all the time. It's probably right. like, and it's it's usually like some like kind of a creeper of a person, and they're like, "Oh, so would it be?" And you're just like, "Come on, dude!" Like, oh, what? I get where you're going with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Am I going to get in trouble so now? Is this, is this illegal? <laughs> right. Um, one of the cool things that happened is when. I turned 40, my daughter was 10. And obviously I didn't get pregnant and do math to be like, oh, I hope we're the same age at some point in life. <laughs> but we were the same age for 16 days until she turned 11. And then she was oh, older than I was. That's so that's cool. That's crazy. Wait, okay. yeah. so and she, that won't happen again. So and she's so, a March baby then? Uh, she's a March baby. Yep. March 16th? Yeah. Okay. How cool is that? Yeah. You're the same age really as your neat. daughter for cool. a hot sec. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Enter the creepers again. No. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, I know. It's like... <laughs> the creepers, they'll find any, any way. <laughs> any in. angle. Uh-huh. Yes. Exactly. Here's where I imagine that this becomes a, a really big issue. And uh, I, I'm curious how you feel about this. Okay, so think about this. Virtually every website you go to has like these drop-down menus. Right. Right? And it, when you go in, it's like, how old are you? What month were you born? What date were you born? I'm going to guess that when you go to most websites, they don't have your birthday listed as an option. Am I right about that? So they didn't for the longest time. And it became, you didn't realize, I never thought it would be a problem until 9-11 happened. And then you had to present an ID at the airport that matched what you were registering as. Well, when I originally signed up for a frequent flyer program back in the day with America West Airlines, which is now American, um, they actually put in there that my birthday was February 28th because it wouldn't recognize the 29th. So I had to do all this like undoing of my birthday because then my birthday didn't match my ID. And so is this kind of a mess, which was ridiculous. But now most of the time, I guess they just don't trust that I'm smart enough to not go to the end or maybe people that are born at the end of February to non-leap year aren't smart enough to realize they were born on the 28th. I don't know, but the world won't let me generally select the day of the month unless I have pre-selected the year. So I have to go February, flip over to select the proper year and then backtrack to the to pull the 29. Well, these calendars are, <laughs> I'm going to use the word woke now. Yeah. Because, and, and you're no longer discriminated against. Yes. <laughs> so Good. That's, no, yes. I still have to do it. I just did oh, it. Um, I just did it this weekend in Las Vegas. I was making a reservation somewhere, uh, a dinner reservation, and it asked for my birthday and I had to do it backwards. Wow. What else do you get? <laughs> what else? What other kind of things come along with being a leap year baby? Yeah, the biggest one is definitely what does your driver's license say? I would say that's the top. And then that's always followed with what does your birth certificate say? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I need my birth certificate to get my driver's license, so right. I'm gonna say those match. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same creepers that don't they talk like this. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so what, yeah, so, what will you be doing to celebrate your birthday this year? Let's kind of wrap up yes. with that. How what's the party okay. looking like? So I throw. So here's one of the sucky things I didn't <laughs> realize about being a leap year baby is that large birthdays don't generally fall on leap years. 21 doesn't fall on a leap year. 30, not a leap year. Mm. 40, leap year. Matthew, you were at that party and I threw a party. Um, It was some of my friends commented that it was nicer and larger than some weddings at the Omni Monte Lucia in Paradise Valley. I definitely threw myself a 40 and fabulous. Um, 44, boring. 48, nothing. Um, 50 isn't a leap year. So... 50 won't be a big one. Um, then we'll keep going in math. And then the next leap year after that, that's a decent like celebratory number is 60. Okay. Mm. Because 70 and 75 won't be, but 80 will. Got it. Okay. Man, she's worked this out the whole way. Yeah. Hey, at oh least- yeah. I've got, I've, I've got to figure it out. So <laughs> at least a hundred, a hundred going to be a hundred. I'm an Arizona charts. native. Yeah. And um, I went to uh, parochial Catholic grade school here in Tempe at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And I remember all the girls always talking about having quinceañeras. And I feel that for my 60th, I will be 15 and it's on the docket. Oh, oh that's man. a great idea. You got so much to look forward to. See, yeah. for, for the rest of us, life just sucks after the 21st birthday, right? Not you. And yeah. all my friends are, have already picked or started picking their colors. I have a list in case someone says, I want to be purple. I'll be, you cannot be purple because this person's already purple. Nice. So you got to get yourself that, one of these purple fun. t-shirts, Katie. Yeah, you see, get so my quinceanera, you're yeah. going to be there, buddy, and you all might, right. that max, matching uh, outfit that to Nicoly is going to be next level. Okay. But uh, for my 48th, I am an Arizona native, second generation. Easley family has been here for a long time. My grandfather was an optometrist off of uh, Central and Camelback, right up, up across the street from uh, Brophy. And so my native Arizona, there's not a lot of us and I really feel connected to the state. So it's my 48th birthday. So starting Thursday, I am going to do different things with friends that are all things Arizona. Wow. That's cool. I like this. 48. We are state 48. Arizona's birthday was last week on the 14th. So uh, I believe is Arizona 100, 112 years old, uh, last week on the 14th of February. So I kind of feel like we're sharing a birthday. So state 48, all things 48. And we're going to kick it off with a spring training game because nothing yes. says Arizona like <laughs> spring training in March. I, I like love it. it. I love it. Yeah. That's so huh. cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fascinated and compelled to ask uh, one last question of you, sure. which is, I'm sure you've done a little bit of homework of this, and I'm just curious in, like, the Zodiac world, in, like, uh, uh, the Chinese um, system with the monkeys and the rats and all of the mm-hmm. have is there something really fascinatingly unique about Leap Your Babies? Do you guys tend to be a certain personality type? Do you? I don't know. Oh, okay. I've asked that a couple of times to different people that I know, um, and no one really has an answer, uh, or at least anyone that I've asked. I would love to know. Um, I'm a Pisces. I don't know if that, I mean, I feel like a Pisces most of the time, so okay. I figured that's kind of who I am. Um, but apparently I am also a dragon. It's the year of the dragon, which can be say, bad. It is, it is the year of the dragon. Right. Yeah, right. All right. So next so week we're going to have. A friend of mine told me that I have to go to the store. And if I don't want if I'm a dragon that is not going to have a bad year and a dragon year, I have to go to the store, buy a cooked chicken, like a rotisserie, and immediately leave the store, buy nothing else, go to where uh, road comes together and there's three options. So like a T and a road and you put the chicken in the middle and you turn around, you drive away and you never look back. And that apparently should break the dragon in a dragon year. You better do that. <laughs> you better start looking for a road with a T on it. <laughs> right? I'm all that's driving crazy. through the neighborhood. Yes. That's amazing. Well, I was going to say next week on the show, I booked this woman who is into the human experience. And I don't know if you know much about that whole world, but based on, you know, the day you were born, the month, the year, the time, the location. Okay. There's all of these things that they can kind of compute about you. And I'm going to ask her next week about the leap year experience. Because- and I was born at 4.30 in the afternoon. Like mm-hmm. there was okay. no denying my mom was having a leap year baby. And she, I was her first. She didn't actually. Act- 
actually think she was in labor because she'd watched soap operas and she wasn't screaming and yelling. <laughs> and she got, to the, she got to the hospital and 20 minutes later, I was there. Wow. All That's right. wild. That's so cool. You're four days older than my sister. She was almost oh, a leap year baby. Almost. Really? Yep. Yep. Dodged a bullet. I love yep. it. I, yeah. Right. Or, or I would know one more leap year baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. Katie, thank you so much for coming Absolutely, on. Absolutely. Yes. This is super fascinating to me. And I know it's one of those topics that other people are intrigued by as well. And so you've been a great representative for all leap year babies today. Dude, I think. We're going to be cheering you on all the way to your, till your 25th birthday. That's, that's right. That's going to be a fun one. Oh, could 20, you imagine? She'll be 100. Oh, yeah. And it'll be a leap year. Katie, yeah, will you make go. it to 100? You'll be one of those people that makes it to 100, probably. Yeah. I think so. We already have a Golden Girls plan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girlfriend. That's get out awesome. of here and enjoy your day. Thank you. All Thank right, you, friends, Katie. Have a good one. Appreciate See ya. you so Bye-bye. much. All right. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. You imagine how unique it would be to have that birthday experience. Oh, it'd be so much fun. And have all those questions that come with yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's just another conversation starter. That's it. And so, yeah, you can have a ton of fun with that. Do you know your uh, Chinese year, the Chinese year that you were born in? Yeah, what I have you? to think about this really quick. Um, what am I? I am a ox. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm an nice. ox. I'm a yeah. horse. Are you? Yeah, 78. Okay. So... Yeah, and there's all kinds of things. I'm telling everybody next week's podcast is going to blow this dude's mind. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yes. You're going to learn so much about yourself next week, it's going to freak you out. This stuff is fun. Do you ever get like the birthday book where it's like, and it's, it's, it's the birthday book. Yeah, it is the birthday book, but it like it goes through like all of your signs and like your tendencies, and I mean, it, there, there's oh, okay. definitely a lot of astrology involved, sure. but it's fun. But it also sh- like shares with you everybody that was born on your birthday and all this other stuff. Ah. So, but I, I'm this is fun stuff. The human it really experience is, is going to be wild. So I've never experienced anything like that. So I'm definitely looking forward to next week. Okay, and and just see where it goes. Um, wait, so your your birthday is in. It's not August, is it? October. It's 18th, October. Yeah. Okay, okay. Who famous was born on your birthday? Usher. Oh wow. Uh, no wait, cool. not Usher. Uh, Zac Efron. Oh, okay. And uh, there's another. There's another person. Who's yours? I got a few. I got uh, Dr. Seuss. Okay. Well, that's uh, fun. One. Mikhail Gorbachev. No. Oh. And John Bon Jovi. Look the frick out. <laughs> yeah, right? John Bon Jovi. It's coming up soon, March second. Uh, in a couple weeks. That's good. So, anyways, yeah. next week. Please join us for that. It's going to be incredible. Um, we've got a couple of pieces of feedback that we want to read, and I, I want to talk about, uh, well, I don't want to talk about I want to answer a few questions that we've got from our audience. Um, but first, I just want to remind everybody that the I Needed That store is open now for merch. We've got the Next Level t-shirts and the trading company. Uh, uh, what am I? The hoodies. The, the hoodies yeah. And they're so nice. They oh, I love them. Yeah. I bought a new one for myself yesterday. I wore it all day. You want to keep a good quality. You have to. Yeah. Because if you're going to ask people to spend 40 bucks, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to ask you to spend 60 because I want you to get a really nice hoodie. Yeah. Like a nice one that you'll wear places. And mm-hmm. the I Needed That one is out right now. Mugs, yoga mats, blankets, all kinds of cool stuff. So <laughs> we got some fun stuff on there. Click the show notes and you can get uh, a link to our fourth wall account and make all that happen. Let's go. Okay. Uh, a couple of pieces of feedback. We love getting your reviews on Spotify and Apple. Chris, I'll ask you to load that up while I load up these other ones. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the very first comment from uh, Adams. It says, uh, Adams Kinnicle. Oh, a- Adams. <laughs> I think the name is Nicole. Oh, is it, maybe it's Nicole Adams. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. okay. Um, so from Nicole Adams, I like she says, I like your affirmation. You can't fail if you don't quit. I'm adopting it. Thank you. By the way, that, that has been my mantra for <laughs> the last year, the last year of my life. Which is can't something that we were talking about in last week's episode that was called Football is Over, Now What? So it was a little bit of a deep dive that we did on finding the why and our keeping of promises. And so, yeah, go back and listen to it if you need some context. But you're right. And you can't fail if you don't quit. You can't. And, and we talk about this all the time. Sometimes it's not going to look the way you think it's, it's supposed to look or it's going or, to or look. almost every time. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Just about every time. Or almost every time. But as long as you just keep going in whatever capacity that you can, and sometimes it's faster and sometimes it's slower. Yeah. But as long as you just keep moving forward, you can't fail. 
And I've spent 20 years of my life telling that to my people. And then, but I can't, I can't sit there, you know, telling that to them without living it myself. And, and I am, I am living it. And that's why everyone's like, dude, you work so hard. I'm like, I won't give up. I won't quit. And I don't care if today I'm taking a single step and then tomorrow I might be taking six steps, whatever it is. I just, you cannot fail if you don't quit. And I refuse to quit. Vixter1972 said, love it. The podcast dropping is definitely something I look forward to on Monday. I love listening on my ride home from work. Chris and Matthew are the best. The banter and knowledge can't be beat. Boy, let's get that on a billboard. Yeah, right. No kidding. I love the feedback. Thank you, guys. You don't know how awesome it is to get this stuff back. It's just, it's incredible. We need to hear it. Yes. Just like everybody, we definitely do. And like, it, it makes us feel good that we're actually doing something worthwhile for you guys. And so thank you. All it right. means the world to us. Well, want to get to some comments uh, and some questions here. Try yeah. to help some folks out. Uh, for those of you that don't know, you can go to chrispowell.com, hit the podcast tab, and there's an Ask Chris button. And that's where you can record your questions just like this one. Hey, Matthew and Chris, I just want to reach out to each of you and tell you how much of an inspiration you've been to my wife and I over these past 60 days. We started really digging into our health journey. We found the 75 hard through you and we are going to be starting round two in the next month. Matthew, your discussion on mental health and alcohol has really helped us push that back and not drink ourselves for the past 60 days. And Chris, your approach with keeping promises is just simply amazing and having non-negotiables has helped us through so much. My question now is we're going to be starting our second 75 hard, and I really need to focus on losing more fat, but also gaining more muscle or having more muscle show through. I'm not really sure. I'm kind of confused on that. Um, I'm currently on the ketogenic diet because I was borderline type two diabetic and I was just having so much inflammation in my body that the ketogenic diet felt right for me. I, I just need to find a way to have higher protein, moderate carb to support muscle growth. I'd appreciate any help that you guys could give on that. And again, thank you so much for your inspiration and life-saving advice. All right, great, great, wow. uh, great little note back. And uh, I'm sorry, but I have no idea how to answer that question, so I'm right. going to defer to you. No, absolutely. I like where he's going with this. Now, especially the fact that he was playing around with the ketogenic diet. I hope it worked for him. I hope he's feeling better. I hope you're feeling better as you're following that, brother. Um, I do agree, though, that when it comes to building more muscle, protein, he has to start prioritizing his protein intake. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing. If he still wants to continue to lose body fat, he it's really important he maintains a calorie deficit. That's going to be extremely important. You have to remain in that deficit as your body is going to be losing body fat. If that is, here's the thing. You can always throw an asterisk on there, and you can. there's always ways to have it at maintenance, prioritize a lot more protein, and you could very, very slowly recomp, which is like considered recomposition as your body's like slowly gaining muscle and losing fat, but it's usually so small and so subtle, it's not noticeable. Okay. If you do want to see some results, then he does want to create a deficit, which is going to be absolutely necessary. I love to hear that he is prioritizing his protein. I also like to hear that he's open to bring, introducing more carbohydrates. If he's still borderline diabetic, I definitely you must be speaking with your physician about this and make sure that they're going to give you the blessing on this journey because you know anytime that you start playing around with carbohydrates broken down into glucose, obviously there's going to be an insulin response. So, so I just want to make sure that your doctor's going to. They, make, they know exactly what you're doing so that if, as your blood sugar levels are going up, if you do need something like metformin or insulin or something like that, then they're going to have you well prepared for this. Um, but, but at the same time, in order to, to develop a little bit more muscle, the, the little bit of carbohydrate could be incredibly powerful for that. However, I, I think prioritize protein first, especially with a, a traditional ketogenic diet is extremely low in protein. Most people I don't, don't even realize know what ketogenic that. means. So the ketogenic diet, it came about a long time ago when they were actually helping people with neurological disorders and they found that when people are consuming, we're talking less than like 20 grams of carbohydrate a day, but extremely high in fats. We're talking 80% of the diet is fat and a very small amount of protein and a very small amount of carbohydrate, extremely low carbs. 
but they found that you know if they, it first came about when they were trying to help people with seizures, like back mm. in the twenties, and like children, and and they found that these ketogenic diets that were super high in fat, low in protein, low in carbs, they were extremely beneficial. The ketogenic diet ended up coming back, you know, over the last twenty years. 10, it was really popular in the last 10, right? Is this the thing and, where everybody's like keeping track of their macros? Yeah, but I mean, because you, you can macro track across the board okay. with low fat diets, low carb diets, Gives balanced you an idea diets, how much I carb know. cycling. Yeah. No, no, it's always, these are all very relevant questions. And the thing is like, and this is the question everyone's asking is like, which diet is best for me? And you don't know until you really start to play around with it and you start to mess with it yourself and you figure out or you have a coach or a doctor who's taking you through it. And you start to figure out, okay, this is the diet. And here, here's the thing. It's not which one gives me the greatest results. The real question is, which one can I do for a long period That's of time? It. Because it. it's like, you, you, anyone can grind for 90 days and get results. And if it is painful, you're going to go back to doing what you're doing before. Yeah, it's really hard right. to get it to stick. So... That's why the very first thing when he mentioned keto is like, okay, some people, they do so well on keto and they feel so darn good. It's like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Stay there okay. if you're getting great results. But at the same time, like if, if he says, well, I want to build a little bit more, more muscle. All right, baby steps. Let's just focus on in, increasing your protein intake, especially if you're doing traditional keto, which is super high in fat and low in protein. Let's bump, bump that protein up. Keep your fats relatively high. Maybe keep your carbs a little bit lower. Introduce a little bit more carbohydrate. Play around with it. And guess what? If you feel like crap, go back to keto. Okay. And so, so, but it's just, it's really all about playing around with it and seeing what fits you the best and making sure that it's truly enjoyable and that you're looking forward to your meals and your mental clarity is, is and your energy and your focus is heightened. I mean, because that's, that's going to be the ultimate win if you're, you know, and, and you're getting results and you're feeling really good in the process. So I think you're going in the right direction. I think this is awesome. And I just, I love that you're getting a lot out of this podcast. So thank you very much and, uh, and keep up the good work. Love that. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next question, uh, I'll admit I heard it and I was like, is she just trying to pump her business? And I was like, no, actually she's got a pretty good question at the end of it. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to head to San Diego for this one. Okay. Hi, my name is Alexandra. I am the owner of a group therapy practice in San Diego, California. And we have incorporated a fitness trainer into our practice because we specialize in trauma. Uh, we understand that trauma-informed care assumes that everyone has experienced trauma in their lives and also um, that trauma gets stored in our bodies. So in order to heal, it only makes sense to incorporate fitness um, into therapy. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that and if you've ever thought about considering having a holistic coach or something like that. Um, yeah, going forward. Thanks for listening. All right. Good question, yeah. right? What is the relationship between exercise and trauma? Well, I can, I might, I can actually speak to my own personal experience here All just right, a little here bit. Here we go. Story when time, I was everybody. Go, yeah, here we go. When I was going through my, my depression, uh, when in the darkest parts of my mental health issues, I didn't want to move at all. And it was... not funny, me too. Yes, and that's something. Yeah. It's like the last thing that you want to do is move your body. And it was actually talking to my therapist that was suggesting just go out and take a walk in the desert. And it was, it was actually when I was walking out by myself in the desert, moving my body is when I could actually start to feel emotion again. Because, you know, when you're going through depression, it's not that you feel terrible. You just, there's emptiness. You can't feel is the problem. And you just, there's apathy. You just don't care. And you just don't want to do anything. It was actually when I started moving my body, again, it's when I started to feel emotion. And I would go out in the desert and I would just cry. And I would walk and cry and walk and cry. And so, in my own, my own personal experience, there's a huge connection between movement and mental health. And, and it was, it, obviously it stemmed from some very traumatic events that I was going through in my life. And so that was, it was, walking was the gateway. And then once I started walking, then I could go home. And it was the craziest thing because like, you know, you, I'd finish a walk and I was feeling okay. And then before I knew it, I was like, you know, there's this identity as, oh, I'm the fitness guy. But, and while I couldn't get myself to move before, a good hour long walk out in the desert and I'm crying and crying after a month or two months of that, I started coming back and I started doing these little workouts again. 
And during the workouts, sure enough, you finish a workout. It's like, I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that really started the healing process. And we could talk ad nauseum about the, the mental health benefits of movement as far as releasing endorphins. And, of course, the feeling of accomplishment and increasing oxygen to the brain. So, I mean, you can't deny the fact that movement is medicine for your body. And the thing is that, you know, and, and there's a lot of sayings around it, but the thing is, like, when your mind doesn't want to move, it will follow your body. You put your body in motion, and your mind will follow. Uh-huh. And so, and it's just the irony of it is that when you're in a really dark place, especially from trauma or something like that, you don't want to move, but you just put that body in motion, and it will take your mind along with it. This is so fascinating to me, and the reason I've been smiling this whole time is because you guys know, or if you don't know, let me tell you right now, that I've, uh, I have put on these grief relief retreats where we invite people up to an equine therapy farm, and we put, uh, we put folks through a protocol. And the first thing that we do with all of our guests is we put them through a movement and breathwork exercise. Mm. So last month at the retreat, by the way, we have another one coming up on March 23rd, and the details are in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us here in Scottsdale for that. But the last retreat we had, there's a segment of the retreat where they do partner yoga work. And so you, you get matched up with somebody that you don't know or you do know if you bring a friend, right? And, the, uh, and you start moving your body in this kind of symbiotic way. And is that the word symbiotic? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. In unison. Right. And last, at the last retreat, uh, I won't mention her name, but the woman, one of the women, just uncontrollably starts to sob. And she's got this, she's laughing as she's crying because she's looking at the yoga instructor and she's like, why am I crying right now? <laughs> and, and she just genuinely wanted to know, like, what, what is happening? And yeah. they explained the same thing that you just did. was like, she said, when we put your body into motion because there's trapped energy and emotions within the body, some of that stuff is getting freed up and that's what you're experiencing. Right. So the beauty of movement is... It cannot be understated, even if it's as simple as a walk down the street or in the desert. That movement piece is so critical to just getting the energy going. Yes. You see it that yes, way too? a thousand percent. And that's, I think that's the best way to put it. It just gets the energy moving yes. through the body. Because if you're stagnant and if you don't move, you can't process anything. And so the moment you start moving your body, all of a sudden it's like the mind can start processing things a lot more and you can really start to make forward movement, especially when it comes to healing from trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if you are dealing with traumatic experiences right now, I think what you're getting from us is both of us would recommend that you put some movement into your world as soon as possible. And I would say to this woman in San Diego, the same thing you would be, which is, yeah, absolutely, let's incorporate movement into this healing process. Yeah, keep up the good work. That's That's for sure. Yeah. Before we get to this uh, final question, which is kind of a lighthearted question, let's talk about the Kept app. Ten apps in one. Um, I, almost everybody I know has a step tracker, has a nutrition app, has a breathing app. They've got. <laughs> I mean, and your app is all of those things in one. I mean, how amazing would it be to take that busy home screen that we all have and consolidate a little bit with one app? From Chris Powell. Well, that was the, that was the purpose behind it. Is like there's we find ourselves spread so thin between all these different apps, and you're paying all these different subscriptions. Why not put them into one yes. and create something that's really modular? And here's here's the kind of cool thing. I almost think about it like a, it's like a an operating a wellness operating system. Okay, and it's got all these different components from nutrition to training to breathing to mindfulness to steps and cardio and all this stuff. But everyone's got different goals. And so now what we've ended up doing is because it's a modular system, we've been able to create all of these different programs from weight loss to muscle gain to improve your mood in in four weeks to, you know, 12-week weight loss transformation, six-month weight loss transformation. You know, there's a 12-week muscle gain uh, transformation. So like all these different tracks you can choose based on what your goals are. Yeah. And yeah. you simply, you, you open up that program and it takes you week by week through a 12 week weight loss transformation, but it shows you how to, how to actually stack all these different modules in the app week after week to take you through a 12 week legit weight loss transformation or muscle gain or improve your mood or boost your energy, whatever it is that you're looking to do. And so it's, it's almost like apps on an operating system. Yes. So we've got programs sitting on this 10 apps in one kept app. 
which is I'm I'm super excited about this be. because now now there's programs for everyone, no matter which direction you want to go. So, so you want to start with breath work? Good, go. Great. Want to start yeah. with movement and working out? Good, yeah. go. What are you trying to do? You're trying to improve your mood? Excellent. Let's go ahead and start with the light cardio in the morning, good sleep, and some breath work. Yeah, or gratitude. Yes, and some gratitude. Exactly. And it's all on there. Acts of kindness, all of that. So, But by the way, those will actually come once you reach you know, phase two or phase three, once you're maybe 12, 14 or 21 days in. And here's the thing. You stay on each phase until you hit a certain streak. If you get a seven-day streak, then you're ready to move to the next phase. Okay. You move to the next phase. Keeping and your promises yes. keeps you going. Yeah. Okay. And then you can add in a daily gratitude practice and keep that streak for 14 days. And if you've done that, then you can go ahead and increase it to an act of kindness. You know, all these different things before you know so it. So you're habit stacking. That's your habit stacking. And then before you know it, in 12 weeks, you're like, man, I feel better. Uh-huh. My energy's increased. My mood has improved. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, it's really fun. Okay. It's cool how we can put it all together. Jump on it. You can get uh, hit them with the website. Keptpromises.com. It's super easy. Just the way it sounds, keptpromises.com. Go check it out. You can see everything that we've been building. It's been, such, it's been a passion project, that's for sure. It's turning him gray is what it's doing. <laughs> yeah. But in no the best kidding. way. I'm just, I'm, yes, I'm so passionate about it, but the world <laughs> needs to know about this. So we're, we got to get it out there. All right, here we go. Final question. Uh, I want to say this might be the same guy as that we had last time, but uh, he's got a different question, and this question came in at a different day, too. Okay. All right, stay with me. Here we go. Interesting. My wife and I just, well, we're attempting to start in a podcast, taking inspiration from you guys. Um, especially Chris Powell, uh, we're trying all, all of the messages say that, by the way, Aww. they're always like, especially <laughs> so Chris, we love the podcast, <laughs> especially Chris. Oh man. I'm so sorry. Trailer, uh, just to kind of do like a sneak peek for everybody. And I cannot stand the sound of my recorded voice. <laughs> it's making it very difficult for me to even do this now. Like, did you guys go through that? Yeah, we just talked about this. Such a great question. We just talked about this. And it's one of those things that you just have to deal with it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. You're going to have to listen. You just have to bear with the sound of your voice. And also understand that you are your biggest critic. Yeah. And that what, what you hear, it's like looking at yourself in the mirror. What you see in the mirror is not reality. It's not what everyone else sees. If you take a picture of yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror, you see two very different things. Sure. So it's like if you hear your voice on a recording and what everyone else is, is, is hearing are two very different things. It's really wild how our brain – I was actually looking this up. This is so funny. I don't know if I can find it on here, but I pulled up some, um, some literature on how our brain has – um, distorted perception of ourselves. Really? And yes, there is all kinds of science behind it. And it is, um, yes, it's perception distortion is what it is. And it's what we see in the mirror and it's what we hear in our voice. It is completely different from whatever, what the world experiences about us. Interesting. So, yeah, so you just, just understand that. And also know that you're not alone yeah. because this is, it's a very human thing. You know, for the longest time, I, I couldn't watch my own episodes on TV. I know. It's yeah. crazy. Is it because of the way you sounded? Yeah, the way I acted, the way I sounded. It was really? Just, yeah. Like, I would find myself. What do you see? Stop. What do you see? You know, it's, it's interesting because I, <laughs> I saw how animated I am on TV. And I'm like, and I. As I would watch, I'm like, am, am I really that animated in, in real life? And I was like, you're even more animated. Yeah. I, I think you're toning it down on TV. I'm like, really? Is that just over the top? And everyone's like, no, it's just you. Yeah, it's just you. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And so it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, it is fascinating. Yeah. You know, because I was on the radio for 27 years, and we would hear from people all the time, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. I hate the sound of my voice. I hate the sound of my voice. And I would always ask them, like, what is it about your, what are you hearing? Yeah. Because I don't hear what you hear. I think sometimes we don't like our voice. And I mean that really literally. Like right. we don't like what we're saying. Mm. Yeah. We don't like our our version of the story. Mm. Yeah, so you think it goes a little bit deeper and it's like you don't like perhaps it's like you just you're not happy with who you are there right now. There it is. Yeah. For and sure. And so I would say to to uh this gentleman who wrote to us like use that as your superpower. 
Be as authentic as you can in those moments about, God, I'm recording this right now, and I feel like a fool. I feel silly. And just go through that experience with your audience. If nothing else, it'll make them love you even more. Yeah. Because you'll be endearing to them, it's, right? It's true. And remember, always rem- remember this. Your audience doesn't want perfect. No. They just want you. And so that's what your podcast is. It's you. It's your brand. And so if it doesn't sound like you, then there's a, that's a problem. So you have to really embrace, just embrace it, embrace your voice, embrace what you have to say because they want you, unapologetically you. And you're going to sound different in three months, in six months, in a year, in two years. You know, it's going to change. It's going to evolve. And I would say to you, it's no different than walking into a gym where you can't quite curl the 50-pound dumbbells yet. Like, we all got to start with 10. Yeah, we all got it. And you're going to start with the voice is the voice that you have. And eventually it's going to get better. It's going to get more mature. I will tell you that the way that I started in radio and the way that I sound now when I'm behind a microphone are two completely different people. Oh, for sure. You just go through a maturation process and, you know, it's 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 going to keep shifting. So where you starting is not where you're going to end. You're going to be fine. Do the podcast. The voice cannot be the reason it doesn't come to fruition. That's just not a good enough reason thousand percent yeah i'm right there with you all right yep well there it is man if everybody wants to jump online and ask us a question we invite anyone and everybody to head on over to chrispile.com click the podcast tab and then boom hit the ask chris button and you can ask us anything you want we'll do our best to answer it on our next episode keep them coming these are fun i love it yeah Yeah, a couple of weeks in a row of q a next week allison cullen's going to join us and you are going to love this episode we're going to talk about the human experience uh, I learned that I'm a 5-2 generator. I can't wait to learn what you are. And then most importantly, what that means for you yes. in your professional life. Because based on this combination, bro, you're going to understand why you operate in business the way you operate. Oh, wow. Oh, this is going to freaking okay. blow your mind next week. So I do, need to, I do need to know this stuff. You have to. Okay. All right. I found out from my kids because as they're getting ready to step into thinking about what they want to do for college... I wanted to make sure that they understood that the way that they were set up would lend itself to being better in certain spaces. Oh, wow. And so it's like, you want to do this? That might work. But, you know, your human experience number says that you're going to excel in this area. So maybe we should think about that. Really? Yes. How, how do you feel about it? Like, Are you all in on it? I'm in on it the same way I'm in on Myers-Briggs and a couple right. of these other personality tests, yep. Zodiac, Chinese Zodiac. It tells us information about ourselves. Right. And then you take it and you make an educated decision with it. Okay. That's how it works. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's what we got. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. All right. Don't forget to leave us a review. If you're somewhere that takes stars, we love five stars. And we'll see everybody next time on the I Need of That podcast. Have a great day, Chris. See you guys. See you later.